0: Welcome to the European Heart Journal Case Reports 2020. My name is Dr. Saad Fires, and I'm one of the podcast editors. Today we'll be discussing a case report by Ala Dokosh, Yuvor Constantino and Moti Haim from the Soroka Medical Centre in 'er Beersheva, Israel, entitled A Young Patient with Both Brigada and Long QT3 Syndrome Between the Hammer and the Anvil. We describe a 29-year-old male with a diagnosis of familial Long QT3 syndrome since the age of six following a syncopal episode. He had initially been treated with beta blockers with no improvement in the QT interval and was therefore treated with flecainide for several years. He stopped taking the flecainide and subsequently presented with a syncopal episode and found to have a corrected QT interval of greater than 500 milliseconds which improved after the fleconide was reinitiated. He then re-presented following recurrent syncopal episodes whilst on flecainide. Physical examination was unremarkable with stable vital signs and no orthostatic deficit and the blood tests were stable without any electrolyte abnormalities. The 12-lead ECG, however, showed a typical Brigada type 1 pattern with right bundle branch block and coved ST elevation in leads V1-3 and this resolved after discontinuation of flecainide, a sodium channel blocker. An echocardiogram showed normal biventricular function with no significant valvular disease. In view of the recurrent episodes of syncope and the difficulty in managing Brigada with long QC3 syndrome overlap and the relative bradycardia associated with medical treatment of long QT, a dual chamber implantable cardiac defibrillator was implanted and programmed to DDD pacing mode at a rate of 70 beats per minute. He was discharged in stable condition on propanol or 80mg once daily with a corrected QT of 450ms and only a subtle Brigada pattern. Genetic analysis identified the SCN5A1790DG mutation, which is associated with an overlap of long QT3 and Brigada syndrome. The patient's mother and brother were found to have the same mutation, with the mother's ECG demonstrating a prolonged corrected QT of 460 to 480 milliseconds On flecainide initiation, she was found to have a Brigada type 2 pattern. The brother's ECG showed sinus bradycardia, a prolonged corrected QT of 470 milliseconds and an alternate Brigada pattern. In the subsequent follow-up period, the patient was asymptomatic with no evidence of arrhythmia or syncope. Brigada syndrome is an arrhythmogenic disease with an autosomal dominant pattern of inheritance with variable expression. It was first described more than 25 years ago and later recognised as the same clinical entity as sudden unexplained nocturnal death syndrome, which had first been reported in the Philippines in 1917. It is associated with a risk of sudden cardiac death due to ventricular fibrillation and is 8 to 10 times more common in men than women. It was originally believed to be predominantly associated with mutations in the SCN5A gene which encodes the cardiac sodium channel. However, several other genes have since been implicated in the pathogenesis. Precipitating factors include fever, large meals, increased vagal tone, and other drugs such as tricyclic antidepressants and alcohol. The most typical presentation is with syncope or resuscitated cardiac arrest in the third or fourth decade of life, with symptoms typically occurring at night or at rest during the day, and uncommonly during exercise. The vast majority of people, however, are asymptomatic in newly diagnosed Brigada syndrome. Brigada patterns can be divided into two types. The type 1 pattern has a characteristic 2mm coved SD segment elevation and a gradually descending SD segment which terminates with a negative T wave in the right precordial leads. This is with or without a class 1 antiarrhythmic drug challenge such as with flecainide. The type 2 pattern is characterised by a saddleback morphology with a minimum 2mm J-point elevation along with SD segment elevation of at least 1mm. A type 2 pattern can be converted to a type 1 pattern upon pharmacological challenge or with other stressors such as fever. It should be stressed that the type 1 pattern is the only ECG diagnostic pattern of Brigada syndrome. Pharmacological testing is indicated where there is a suspicion of Brigada syndrome without a spontaneous type 1 ECG pattern. It is important to note that approximately a quarter of tests may deliver a false negative result. Adrenaline is generally considered an ideal drug due to a short duration of action and a higher sensitivity than flecainide. contraindications to this include PR prolongation due to a risk of inducing AV block and the test should be performed under strict blood pressure and ECG monitoring with facilities for cardioversion and resuscitation. Leeds V123 should be moved up to the second intercostal space to improve the diagnostic yield and the patient should be monitored for up to three hours as late positive results have been reported. The ESC guidelines recommend lifestyle changes in all patients with Bregada syndrome. This includes avoiding drugs that may induce ST elevation, and you may refer to BregadaDrugs.org for further information, the avoidance of excessive alcohol intake in large meals, and to treat fever promptly with antipyretics. The risk stratification for ICD implantation is not as robust in Bregada as it is in other inherited channelopathies or cardiomyopathies. ICD implantation is recommended in patients with a diagnosis of Brigada syndrome and the survivors of aborted cardiac arrest and or have documented spontaneous sustained ventricular arrhythmia. It should be considered in patients with a spontaneous diagnostic type 1 ECG pattern and a history of syncope. In a recent meta-analysis, the incidence of arrhythmic events in patients with an implantable cardiac defibrillator for Brugada syndrome was 13.5% per year in patients with a history of sudden cardiac arrest, 3.2% per year in patients with syncope, and 1% per year in patients who are asymptomatic. Clinical screening of first-degree relatives of patients with inherited arrhythmia syndromes is crucial to identifying affected family members. Due to the increased risk of adverse cardiac events in genotype positive patients with Brigada syndrome and Long QC syndrome, targeted screening is recommended for the identified family-specific mutation which can identify individuals who are at risk for these adverse outcomes. A positive family history of Brigada syndrome or sudden cardiac arrest is not a significant predictor of adverse events in Brigada syndrome. The yield of genetic testing in phenotype positive patients is approximately 20-30% in Brugada syndrome. SCN5A variants account for most of this subset of genotype positive Brugada. However, 2-10% of otherwise healthy individuals host a rare variant of SCN5A. A negative genetic test does not exclude the diagnosis of Brugada syndrome, which is usually based on the electrocardiographic and clinical characteristics. Risk stratification is based on symptoms and clinical findings, and the genotype status is not necessarily correlated with the risk of adverse events. Congenital long QT syndrome is an inherited cardiac disorder characterized by the prolongation of ventricular repolarization, susceptibility to torsades de pointes, and a risk of sudden death. Approximately two-thirds of all long QT syndrome patients host loss of function mutations in one of two potassium channel genes. KCNQ1 in long QT1 or KCNH2 in long QT2. Type 3 long QT syndrome is caused by gain of function mutations in the SCN5A encoded sodium channel. The phenotype differs from the more common potassium channel mediated forms in various aspects. Cardiac events in long QT3 frequently occur at rest or with inactivity and are less likely to be triggered by adrenergic stress, such as exercise with long QT1 or emotions in long QT2. Patients with long QT3 have more marked resting bradycardia and the first cardiac event is more likely to be lethal and seems to occur later in childhood, during or after puberty. The EC gene long QT3 frequently shows an extended ST segment with a relatively narrative wave which can be peaked. This is also the finding when hypocalcemia prolongs the QT interval. Beta blockers are generally less effective Long QT syndrome is diagnosed with either a corrected QT of greater than or equal to 480 milliseconds in repeated 12 lead ECGs or a long QT risk score of greater than 3. Long QT is also diagnosed in the presence of a confirmed pathogenic long QT syndrome mutation irrespective of the duration. It is recommended long QT syndrome patients avoid QT prolonging medications and you can refer to crediblemeds.org for further information have prompt correction of electrolyte abnormalities that may occur during diarrhea or vomiting and avoid genotype specific triggers. The SCN5A gene is also associated with sinus node dysfunction, cardiac conduction disease, idiopathic ventricular fibrillation, and dilated cardiomyopathy. The SCN5A D1790G mutation has been found to be associated with an overlap phenotype of both Brugada and Long QT3 syndrome. Thus far, only several cases describing this unusual phenotype have been reported. Learning points: Physicians should be aware of the possible genotype-phenotype overlap between specific SCN5A gene mutations. Flecken eyes should probably be restricted or at least used cautiously, and with the backup of an implantable cardiac defibrillator in patients with combined Long QT3 and Brugada syndrome. Overlap syndromes provide a challenge in the diagnosis treatment and clinical management, and genetic analysis is an essential tool for the diagnosis and planning the management of such combined syndromes. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this fascinating case. Please do visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR to read this article in full with the references and review other case reports. The music is computer by state shirt.